Welcome back, everyone, to the CFC 365 podcast. We've got a really, really cool episode today. We've got a Norwegian football reporter on the show to give us a perspective on the incoming Chelsea signing, David Datro Fafana. I'm really excited to be joined by Eirik. Hopefully, I've pronounced that right. Um, but yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. It was it was quite good. It, uh, to be a, an English version of it, it, it was good. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll get used to it. But uh, yeah, we've got some really, really cool topics to talk about. I know Chelsea fans um, are really excited about this signing. And just because it's it's one of those sort of unknown signings, Chelsea usually go for, you know, the big names, everyone who's popular. But it seems like with the new ownership at Chelsea, they're looking at sort of hidden talents. Um, I know Brighton and Brentford seemingly were interested, according to reports in England, at least. So yeah, there's some other Premier League clubs that were looking at, at this player, but Really excited that Chelsea are are going to going to sign him essentially. So, the first topic will be is how big of a talent do you think is Fafana, and what was his journey like? How did he adapt to Norway? How did he find things? Oh, it's it's a big question, but there's no doubt this is a unique talent, uh, especially uh, when you look at talents that's been to Norway. Um, you can say that the Norwegian Football League is, is not the best in the world, and it's ob- obviously not, but um, Erling Haaland is playing at City at the moment, played at Molden, and people actually compare them to each other. Um, so there's no doubt we've never seen anything like this in Norway. It's going to break the, the transfer record out of a Norwegian club by, by miles. So this is something uh, quite special for us. Um, his journey started... Uh, it's a Norwegian journey started in, in 2020, I think it was. Uh, he came to Norway to Molde, the club that he, he plays for, but because of the COVID, he, he couldn't sign for them at the moment. So he went back. One year later, he's he's doing so well back in, in the Ivory Coast that a lot of clubs wanted him. Um, clubs from France, uh, the French club, Belgian clubs. And then he ended up in, in Molde and everyone was like, what? He could get more money and bigger clubs in, in different um, leagues. But he was saying that, I want to go to Molde. I want to develop. I, I think this is the, the best trip for me. And when he came to Molde, he took the apartment of Erling Breitsholland. Really? That's that's very interesting. <laughs> we all know about Haaland. Chelsea were, <laughs> were trying to sign him. I wish we did. But um, yeah, Man City got hold of him. So uh, another thing that I've noticed as well, just watching some clips of Fafana, where would you say his best position is? Because obviously he's a, you know, he plays up front, but a lot of the clips I was watching, he does some really good sort of work out wide as well as like a winger. So where would you say his best position is? Uh, that's an interesting question, actually, because because Molde, they play with the two strikers. They play like in a 3-5-2 formation. Uh, when I talk to, to Molde players, a lot of them are saying, this formation is, is might not the best for David Fofana. They see him probably as, as better as a winger, actually, that his qualities can be even better as a winger and than as a striker. So, so yeah, maybe maybe a winger position is the position for him in, in the in the future. Okay, yeah, very interesting. I, I I'm not sure if I agree because I've I've obviously never I don't know whether I agree with anything in terms of striker or winger because I've not seen him play for Chelsea yet. But <laughs> um, yeah, certainly when I was watching the clips, he he looked really good out wide. Obviously, very very fast. Um, I've got a question for you here, which is a really interesting one. Euro expert, someone who writes for my website, wanted to know if you could compare David Fafana to any past Chelsea player. Who would that be? 
Oh, that's a too big question for me, to be honest. Uh, uh, you got a balance of Aiden Hazard. Um, you got the speed that you need, but but uh, to be fair, it's it's too big question for me to to reply on. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's 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 really good. You said Eden Hazard, but but, but, but but I can I can say a few things about, about his, his quality because when I when I talk to players that's played with him and a lot, they say he, his balance is is out of this world. It's um, something unique. His his, his speed is good. Um, his dribbling is really good. And when we do um, stories on Molde, if you remember Magnus Wolf Eichram, he played in, in Manchester United as a youth and uh, in Cardiff in, in Premier League. He was not a big success there, but he's, he's one of the most important players of Molde. He say, Fufana, a training, he's doing things we've never seen before. So, so he has the... Um, obviously, the talents and the problem for him is to, to score enough goals at the moment. Yes, it's interesting you said that because didn't didn't he play in a lower league like last season? Then he's got he's come up and I think he scored fifteen goals right this season. Uh, no, he actually played in, in in the same club and in in the same league. Um, but last year um, he came. I think it was in in January or February. Uh, I remember we were covering a Europa League match in that Molde played at home in Spain because of the the COVID regulations. It was against Hoffenheim and he came in and scored um, immediately and everyone was, oh, this is something unique. I, even Molde wanted to, to um, uh, I don't know how he say it in English, but they, they want, didn't want him to, to get all the stories on him because they wanted to keep him, him, him down. Um, so the expectations were extremely high in his first period of Molde, but then he didn't um, immediately take the the chances, and I think it just started one match last season. Uh, when I talked to people in Molde, they said um, that he needed some time. I remember the interview I did him in in, in Spain after the Hoffenheim match. He, he couldn't talk a word English, um, and the weather is quite special here in Norway. Uh, if I look out now, it's fifteen minus, and people are skiing. So it, it was something totally new for him. And he wanted to, at training, people tell me that he, he wanted to, to change the whole world. He wanted to, to do everything by himself. So he needed some time to, to adapt. And that's probably why he, he, he scored and started most of the match this season. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Obviously, you mentioned how he scored against Hoffenheim. That was unique. Um, yeah, I think for obviously because Molde don't play many like European teams, obviously you're in the European competitions, but yeah, that's um very interesting. Obviously, good that he could score against that level of opposition as well. So, um, the next question is Have you ever interviewed him? What is his character like if you have? Uh, yeah, but but the problem is that um, his English was really really bad in the start. Okay. Uh, I was covering them in the in the Europa League that season, and it, it was difficult to get interviews uh, with him. He has he had a teammate that tried to translate it, uh, and the first interview he was really shy. Uh, I even remember one when um, the teammate translated for him, and I came back and translated it by myself. It was yes or no to uh, the most uh, replies from him. So I mean, he, he was a shy person in in the start, but. Uh, so I've done some interviews with him after the matches, but in English, it, you don't 
get the really big converse, good conversation with him. But I have a colleague that speaks French and he went up to Molde and, and did a really good story on, on the whole of his journey. He, he's, he, he talked a lot about his growing up in, in the Ivory Coast. He, he didn't play for a, a professional team, I think, uh, or, or even a team before he was 15 years old, he told. Uh, he was a, a street, uh, he was playing in the streets and uh, his mom uh, didn't want him to play. And his dad died when he was 11, 12. So he, it was it was difficult for him to, to tell all his friends and um, all around him that he wanted to to, to go for, for the football, actually. Yeah, so obviously you, you mentioned as well about like how he rejected or just didn't, he decided to go to Molda instead of the other offers. We had a question in there about like, um, how did he end up in Norway at such a young age? So that was just purely his decision. He wanted to take this path, even if he had bigger offers as such, you could say. Yeah, there was some club from um, playing in, in France and some Belgium club, but I I think uh, I'm not hundred percent sure, but um, his agent Atta Aneke, uh, he got good contacts in Norway and in in um, Ivory Coast. So I, I think that connection and and the opportunities that he sees in Norway to to take the, a small step before he got the big step, um, and of course you, you have the history of Erling Haaland to be a motivation for him. So. Yeah, um, it, it, it's a bit strange, but also it's it, it's uh, yeah. In Norway, he he got some time to 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 really develop and, and learn English and, and yeah, become a, a bigger to grow up as a person as well. Yeah, no, I think um that's really really good that he did join sort of a a lower league as such or take a different path to to other players because it shows he he wants to develop himself before he actually gets to those like so called big leagues. So yeah, I'm I'm really really impressed with that that he did decide to to go to Norway, decide to take a different step, different venture, different journey. Yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. Okay. So um, and that's that's a bit yeah. strange because for us Norwegian because um. Uh, Every big talent from Norway used to go to to um, uh, Belgium, to Netherlands, to to country like that before they go to the big leagues, the top clubs in in the world. And this is something different. I can't remember one guy. Okay, you obviously had Martin Odegaard went to to Real Madrid, but I think that was something different. So um, this just shows that uh, Fofana is a player for the future. Yeah, very interesting. Um, you obviously mentioned Erling Haaland a little bit in this episode already. We had a, a question come in saying, considering they play striker, is Fafana's ability as a striker different in any way from Haaland played at Mulder? And if so, what is different about them? Obviously, you did mention he did play on the, or has played on the wing. You you think he's, or the Mulder players think he's better on the wing. But, you know, is there any similarities between him and Haaland that you've noticed at all? Or are they just completely different strikers? Um, there's one big, big difference. Erling Haaland is a goal scorer. Um, if he gets the ball from 20 meter, meters and in, it's going to be a goal. When I watch Haaland at trainings, his left foot, his, even his right foot, it's bam, and it, then it's a goal. Um, Fofana is not there at the moment. His, his biggest challenge is uh, the finisher um, qualities. He needs to improve that to to score more goals if he wants to be the the top striker. Um, but 
except of that this there are actually some similarities um the speed uh the balance the uh, the mindset i think when we talk to to players that know these kind of people is that the big difference of Arling Brez Holland and the players that don't reach the same level is the mindset. His his head is something special. And they say Fufana, he has some of the same things. When you ask him, when do you think that you will be a Premier League player? He, he's replying, one month. Give me one month. I'm going to train as hard as I can. I, I'm going to fix it. So they believe in themselves in, in such an uh, impressive way, to be fair. And we actually, I think Chelsea fans on Twitter at least saw a video of Fafana. I don't know when it was. It was definitely before this Chelsea move was about to be agreed. Um, he said, you know, if, if you could play in one Premier League team, who would it be? He said Chelsea because it's in my heart. So, uh, you know, has, <laughs> have, have you ever heard anyone, um, you know, mention the fact that Drogba is, as well is, is, is his idol, is his inspiration? Because I think... You know, Ivorian, Drogba, you know, Chelsea fans were making that comparison. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes sense, but I haven't heard it to be, to be honest. And uh, I think, I, I'm, I'm not sure about it, but I guess this is clips from maybe last winter or last, so, uh, last year. And it was with the club TV. So, it's, yeah. uh, it's obviously that, that Chelsea is his dream club because the, it, it is old clip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can imagine <laughs> his dream club is because of Drogba, because obviously the Ivory. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so obviously you mentioned he's he needs to improve his finishing. Um, one of the topics I had down as well was, I guess you've already kind of answered it, but apart from his finishing, is there any other attributes that he needs to work on in terms of, you know, get better at, at all? Because obviously moving up to the big leagues and also... I guess the question as well is, do you think he'd be better suited to going out on potentially a couple of loans to, to other, you know, leagues before coming into the big time of Chelsea? Um, that's a good question. That's the question we ask ourselves here in Norway. Is he ready for the Premier League at the moment? Uh, to be fair, I think, he, isn't it usual, usual for Chelsea to, to buy players and bring them out on loan? And I think... Maybe that will be the the solution with Fofana. Um, so, but, but to be honest, I, I don't know. And what was the other part of the question? Uh, so I asked, like, apart from the finishing, which you already said, is there yeah. any other sort of downsides or things that Fofana needs to improve on? Yeah, as I said, he started playing with a team when he was 15. So obviously there is some um, uh, that, that he needs to be more like a team player. Uh, when he gets a ball, he can dribble five or six <laughs> person in the Norwegian league. I don't think he will do the same in the Premier League. So I think it's just he, he needs some time to adapt to to playing in part of a team and be a, a team player. I'm not saying he's a, a selfish guy on the pitch, but uh, that's probably uh, the part he can improve, improve. And especially if he if Chelsea wants to use him as a winger. Yeah, I think Chelsea fans, the reason why I asked in terms of do you think he'll go out on loan is because Chelsea's owner, Todd Bowley, is essentially just trying to to sign as many young talents as he can. And we're also in for another young striker, which you might know, Yusuf Makoko from Borussia Dortmund. So it's very interesting that if we buy Fafana and we buy Makoko, like what the plan will be for these guys. So, 
Yeah, I'll be really interested to see if he does go on loan. And you are correct. Chelsea do send a lot of these young talents out on loan. But mm. we also have a manager now that likes using a lot of young players. So I'll be really, really interested to to see um, what happens with him. So, yeah. Um, who is the toughest opponent for Fana has faced? So would it be Hoffenheim? But who is the toughest opponent, do you think, in terms of... Oh, uh, they did actually a, a good run in the European League. And I was covering these matches, but... Did was that the last? I think it's actually is Hoffenheim. And they played. Uh, uh, um, who did they play? Um, just give me a give me give me a minute. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. Bring it up with something <laughs> different. Yeah, I'm just go just going through my fan questions. At yeah, the yeah, of course, of course, was... of course. Yeah, I know. I saw I saw a clip of of Fafana scoring, and I think it was it was actually at Sevilla's stadium. I think, but they didn't play Sevilla. It was it was during the the COVID. It, um... it was actually Villarreal. Villarreal was it? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. They're they're, they're good. Uh, they they played in the Conference League this season. It was Ghent, Jurgen, and Shamrock Rovers. So Hoffenheim is obviously the toughest opponent he he, he faced. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, very interesting. So, because this episode has gone very quick and quicker than I thought it would be, so I want to ask you now, is there any other talents that Chelsea should have a look at in Norway? Who is the, apart from Fafana, who are the players that you guys in, in the media space as well are, are talking and, and looking at? Um, to be fair, I don't think any of the players in Norway are... Uh, players that Chelsea are looking at uh, at the moment, then it have to be the, the youngsters that haven't um, yeah, been at the top level yet. Uh, in Norway, Hugo Vettlesen from Bodeglimt is probably the player. Uh, he's a 22-year-old midfielder, but he's not uh, Chelsea material at the moment, I think. So um, I think the biggest talents in Norway need to go to, okay, as I said, Belgium, Netherlands, before they are um, Chelsea material, to be fair. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And also just, you know, around, um, you know, talking about the, the journalist job that you do in the, in the media space, has there been, like, what what has, like, the reaction been to... Obviously, it's it's not fully, fully done yet, is it? I think they need to agree personal terms with, with Fafana, but what is, like, the reaction, if any, that, that has happened so far? Because I saw you, you ran a story on it. Obviously, you... you tagged Fabrizio as well which was cool so um, yeah what's like the reaction been in Norway to the initial story um, to be fair we are a bit surprised that it's it's Chelsea that wants to sign him that was the big surprise um, we were not surprised at all that Premier League league club were following him and Moldes always said this is going to be the, the biggest transfer in Norway uh, anytime uh, out of Norway obviously Ergor uh, and, and Haaland has been sold for more money before but um, that Chelsea wants to sign a Norwegian player—that's probably the the most uh, <laughs> surprising thing. Uh, but when I talk to the players of Molde to, to ask them, do you think that Fofana will succeed in, in Chelsea? And that everyone is just, yeah, he's gonna succeed. Okay, so it's, it's very interesting. Like in terms of like the media space, you guys were surprised, um, but. The Molder players were like, nah, like he's gonna be, he's gonna be a top one, and I think 
one of the most important things for me that I've taken out of this episode is you mentioned how the similarities between him and Haaland's mentality, their 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 focus, their their drive to succeed is is obviously up there with with the best. So yeah, that's that's something that Chelsea players, you know, have been criticised of. Do they have the correct mentality? Do they really want to succeed? So. That's that's very, very good to hear that you think his mentality is top. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me. We've had such good perspective on on David Fafana. And also, lastly, Chelsea fans want to know as well, is it just David Fafana or is it David Datro Fafana? Uh, good question, to be honest. In, in Norway, <laughs> we just say David Fafana. But, yeah, because... Um, in Molde, they actually call him just Fufa. Fufa. Is that his nickname? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's his nickname in Molde, but I, I don't know if that's just a, a Norwegian nickname or if it's um yeah uh, yeah international um, one. But we... <laughs> but uh, just a, a funny story of him when when he started to play Molde's first games last season, he didn't play that many. As I said, he started one, but he he started to stream his own matches on his own Instagram. And that was before he got any followers at all. So he was <laughs> streaming his own in football matches on Instagram to his fans back home in, in the Ivory Coast. That's that's a special story. <laughs> that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um. Any other stories you've you've got of him? Because that was that was really good. Or is it just that one? Um. Bum bum bum. Then I have to think about. Um, I'm not coming over anyone at the moment. I think I think we've been through. Yeah, the mostly of it. Okay, that's a really, really cool story. Anyway, so um, yeah, I was gonna say we might have to call him, you know, by a nickname because we also have another Fafana in Chelsea, Wesley Fafana, who plays at centre back. <laughs> so, yeah, we we've got two Fafanas now. Um, if he does stay, we will have two Fafanas, and Chelsea fans joked that you know we might have to sign a third Fafana in the centre mid position, so we have three <laughs> Fafanas. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, thank you so much for joining me. Um, is there any sort of plugs or, or work that you'd like to, to I guess, tell tell the listeners about? Um, I will put your links in the description, if if not. Uh, I'm, I'm good, so thank you for inviting me. And hopefully it was a good episode. Yeah, it was a great episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you have enjoyed, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify. I've noticed that you guys have been doing that. You know, you really enjoyed the last episode from the feedback I got. So thank you so much for listening as as per usual. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have another episode, episode out soon before Christmas. If not, have a good Christmas, guys. And uh, yeah, I'll see you after Christmas. Take care and uh, have a good time, everyone. <laughs>